0: What happened down there? What do you mean what happened? I just saw 15 a 15 foot shark. I'm sure, that scared you, but that wasn't the question I asked. Why'd you panic? It's fear, I guess. Right, well, one thing you gotta know, fear and panic are two separate emotions. Fear is healthy, panic's deadly. Because when this place is firing, and I'm talking about 30, 40 foot waves, it's all about fear. If you panic out there like you just did, die if you're scared to death how do you not panic by identifying the fear and what it is you're afraid of not just out there but in life
1: never mind the reason you may never know blame it on the season they come and go all the weather but something
2: everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. Open up with uh, another clip from Chasing Mavericks that I used last week as well, which if you haven't seen it, it's about, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old and it's about a... a surfer who learned to surf the big giant waves up in Monterey that they call Mavericks, and he's learning some life lessons along the way. And I thought about using this last week, and I decided on the other one. I decided to use this one this week. Also opened up with that song, uh, So Long from Firefall um, from the 70s, if you don't don't remember it. Um, I think that song kind of says what I would say if I was Donald Trump and say, hey, you can blame it on whatever you want. I'm just saying, see ya. But I'm glad uh, Donald Trump has more patience than I do because I would be, I would be done, I would be done with all this while he is masterfully leading our country and letting the letting the the criticisms roll off his back like water off the back of a duck. And uh, thank God that we have Donald Trump right now because can you imagine if we had Mister Magoo in there, uh, Joe Biden. So we'll talk about we'll talk about m- more of that. You know what I and I as we went through this past week and now we uh, are being threatened that we're going to be uh, get a ticket or get arrested or something. If we go out of the house without a mask on, um, maybe think about using this little clip from a, from a movie called uh, Princess Bride.
1: Are you just fiddling around with me or what? I just want you to feel you're doing well. I hate for people to die in hands. You're quick. A good thing, too. Why are you wearing a mask? will you burn to acid or something like that? Oh, no, it's just they're terribly comfortable. I think everyone will be wearing them in the future.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think everyone is wearing them in the future now. They're terribly comfortable. Of course, the masks that I have don't. And, of course, there was one other clip I thought about using as I watch. Everybody flocked to this uh, paycheck protection program, which is like a bunch of, it's like, it's like watching ants come into a box of donuts on the ground. And everyone, whether they have any financial hardship, whether there's any signs of a financial hardship, hey, free donuts, hey, free money. And they're all acting like this, this scene from Bridesmaids. Help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. I, I don't know what to do. My my company's really doing a lot of business and I don't know what to do, but they're offering free money, so I'm gonna apply for it. I'll talk a little bit more about that, but you know it's just amazing to watch uh to watch people. I saw something on social media where someone's saying, I'm a realtor and a property manager and a uh and a notary and I just applied. It took ten minutes and I get ten thousand dollars, a ten thousand dollar loan, and I have to pay it back. I said $10,000 loan it's not a loan if you don't have to pay it back. And uh why are we spreading this out on social media? And my prediction is the the website for legal zoom will be will be flooded will be flooded to where the to the whole the whole website probably f- uh, fails. Like the Obamacare website, because so many people will be on it trying to open up corporations, hey, cost me one hundred and twenty nine bucks to open a corporation, and then I just apply go over to Bank of America Wells Fargo and apply for a ten thousand dollar loan that i don't have to pay back, and I get ten thousand bucks and i don't have to pay it back i don't know maybe maybe it's just me maybe i'm not feeling maybe I'm not being empathetic, and maybe some people just don't realize that hey, regardless of uh regardless of people giving out free money. You have to answer for what you've done in this life. And I just don't do it. I just don't do it. And I posted a few things on Facebook and I'm sure the people I'm, uh, the people I'm talking to don't recognize it, but no, God is watching. God is watching. And I just, uh, you know what? It's just, it's one of it's one of my little pet peeves. So anyway, let's get on. Let's get on. With it. So I want to talk about everything that's going on and my opinion of it. But first, for those of you that don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there, and I'll give you a little taste of them. Nobody's looking at houses. Well, let's say the realtors aren't supposed to be making social contact, and you're not supposed to be holding open houses. But there's people that want to sell their houses. So the sellers are getting a little bit more desperate, and they're taking lower prices, and they're not whining about paying some costs. They just want to get their houses sold. So those of you that are looking for houses, you figure a way to go go see them virtual and make a uh, socially uh, distanced uh, look at the house. Make some offers. Make some offers. There's opportunity there. Rates are great. And now that the stock market is, stock market and the bond market have, have uh, stopped doing the roller coaster from day to day, actually the rates are starting to look better and better each day. So anyway, uh, if, you're interested in you need, if you're interested in doing something like that and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information but you don't want to talk on the phone because it's so personal, Go to edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding logo, and it doesn't say click here, just click on it. It'll take you to my lending page where I'll give you a form you can fill out. Tell me how much information you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates that I don't get to see face to face very often Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Brian Goodman. And we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. I expect next week I might be uh, actually recording from a different state in one of my other houses. Um, so it'll be, uh, so just to have some change of scenery since I told uh, my engineer, I said, Hey, you know what, now that I can, uh, actually record and it sounds good, uh, from remote, you may never see me again. So, uh, so anyway, so, uh, go on edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding page, uh, summit funding logo, put in that information. You'll hear back from us. If you want to hear something repeated also on ed click on the podcast page you can click on there here this show as well as well as several past shows and uh, listen to it on demand you can also get the podcast on on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free and have it download automatically every week when we upload it it'll da- it'll da- download to your your phone or your computer or your iwatch or your ipad or your ipod or your minipad or your, mini your maxipad or whatever you can listen to podcasts on and you can uh, listen on demand so if the broadcast times on the radio aren't convenient then uh go on the podcast and i know A lot of you already do that. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. Depending on how busy I am, you know, since we're working remote, I say, hey, you know, I really don't like working from home because you never get to go home. So, you know, it used to be, hey, I work work all day. And at some point I just say, you know, I had enough of this for one day. I'm going home. And, uh, you know, I lock up my office and I walk out and get in my car and drive home. And I don't feel that compelled to keep working. But, since I'm home all day, I bring my wife to work every day, and uh, you know when I get up to just stretch my legs and stretch, stretch out my back between one, uh, one, uh, one borrower and another, um, there's that refrigerator. I imagine I'll probably be uh, 30 pounds heavier by the time, uh, by the time we get to go back to work. I hope not, And, uh, and I see Dan is over there eating M ms He's eating he's eating uh, something He's eating what? Peanuts. Peanuts, Baruch has got her little uh, thing. We're all we're all in our houses, and we're all uh, we're all so, uh, video linked together. So anyway, uh, anyway, so let's get on with the show. Let's talk about what's been going on this week. So uh, you so you know because some of you guys don't listen watch the news. Of course, what else you got to do anymore? Oh yeah, work. Um, so anyway, uh, coronavirus election effects. Sixteen states have either pushed back their primary voting dates or switched to voting by mail due to coronavirus. When the week started off, it it looked like Wisconsin was going to join Alaska, Connecticut, Delaware, Georgia, Hawaii, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, West Virginia, and Wyoming. In doing that, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers started out by saying he was intent on pushing to move state primary on Tuesday to voting by mail. Uh, Is it any surprise he's a Democrat? I can't ask people to go in-person vote if I think that they're putting their lives on the line. I'm just, I can't do that. As much as I love my job, I, I
0: put the public safety and the public health first, and we're going we're gonna to figure this out. We can do this. Every other, every other state was able to protect public health
2: and protect their democracy. There's no reason why we can't do that here. Yeah, he sounds pretty principled, but at the 11th hour, the governor changed his mind. He might secretly be a woman and opted to forward with the in-person voting as they waited in line for hours wearing face masks many Wisconsin voters were not pleased
1: i think that lawmakers care more about their politics than about their than people's safety people on my block are not voting because we don't know nothing about online and absentee ballot we don't know nothing we have to show up in person
0: i'm a republican
2: and now i'm kind of like i'm a little frustrated with everybody well you know what's funny is uh the guy who says he doesn't know nothing about absentee and online and all that stuff why don't we make everybody vote in person then seems like easier it seems like the easier thing and it gets rid of uh voter uh voter fraud they call it they want to say the democrats want to call it voter suppression when we actually require people to bring an id and you know proof that they're they're who they say they are. They call it voter suppression. But I think it's just a good idea that everybody votes in person and uh, everybody votes on the same day. So you get to hear all, the, all that there is to know about the, the candidates before you actually make that decision. I also think it's a good idea that uh, we get that, that jar of ink that they use in uh, Iraq and Iran. And you have to dip your finger in it because that stuff doesn't come off for like a week. And that way you can't vote twice. I don't know. That's just my idea. I think uh, I think uh there's some good ideas in every society out there. And that's the one I like about Iraq. So despite media reports and the other things say, hey, I don't know, I- I'm kind of mad. I'm a Republican. And why are they making us do this? Despite the media reports that claim Republicans and conservative judges are forcing Wisconsin to have an unsafe primary, it's not true that it can. It's not true that a conservative Supreme Court ruling forced the governor to move forward with the primary. The court's ruling simply approved the extending of the deadline for receiving mail-in ballots by one week to April 13th. Again, something the Democrats Democrats should love. As for President Trump, he has his own theory as to why this, this all happened, which he explained to the re, this reporter on Tuesday. There's voting
1: going on today in Wisconsin. There were reports of uh, thousands of people waiting in hours-long lines um, as they have had to weigh their own personal health and, and their, and their civic responsibility.
0: What the Democrats wanted, and, and you know what this happened. I supported a man named Justice Kelly, who's Daniel Kelly, highly respected justice, and I supported him just the other day. Social media, I know of him. He's a just a you know fantastic judge. As soon as I endorsed him, they wanted to move the election. They didn't want to move the election. As soon as I endorsed him, uh, the Wisconsin Democrats say, oh, let's move the election to two months later. Three. They didn't mind having the election until I endorsed him, which is very interesting. Now they talk about, oh, safety, safety. Well, it was 15 minutes after I put out an endorsement that they said we have to move the election. They didn't want to move the election before that.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's whatever Trump says. I saw, I saw a, uh, a Facebook post or a tweet. I don't I can't, I can't tell them apart after a while because they all seem to seem to be kind of the same stuff and just different, uh, different flavors depending on the day where Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, I think Hillary Clinton tweeted, uh, the Wisconsin voters have to have to make a decision between, uh, doing their civic duty and risking their lives. And, uh, you know, Hey, you know, it's, President Trump is being so, 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 so mean and so uncaring about people to make the, why does Trump care? Trump's got the nomination either way. He's already clinched it. He's already clinched the nomination. The primary means nothing to him. So, but, you know, the Democrats talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And they just say, and, you know, and the, and the only people dumber than the, than the people making those comments are the people that listen to it and, and buy that crap. So anyway, um, here's some measures that the state took to pull off this primary. So many voting center volunteers backed out. The state had to call in 2,500 National Guard members to
1: man polling locations where extra precautions are supposed to be in place. Voters standing six feet apart, plexiglass barriers, hand washing stations, sanitized pens, and people showing symptoms are asked to do curbside voting.
2: Yeah, so uh, that wasn't. What did that cost everybody? What did that cost everybody? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, in the the primaries, the primary is a non-issue anyway, because there's no way that anybody was going to get it but Biden. And what's even the point of that? I'm not really sure. So uh, as for Joe Biden, uh, his only concern is making sure the general election still happens in November. I uh, wonder why. We're going to have to conduct the election on November
0: 3rd. We did it. We have to make our democracy as well as dealing with disease function. We can do both. I'd much prefer to have on, you know, in-person voting, but it depends. It depends on the state of play, but we cannot. We cannot delay or postpone a constitutionally required November election.
2: You know, I, I listened to it the first time and I go, man, there's like 22 seconds worth of a uh, of Joe Joe talking, and he didn't mess up. And then uh, after I've heard it, heard it again, uh, we have to uh, it, it play it play it one more time.
0: We're going to have to conduct the election on November
2: 3rd. We did it. uh, We
0: we have to make our democracy as well as dealing with disease function. We can do both. I'd much prefer to have on, you know, in-person voting. But it depends. It depends on the state of play. But we cannot. We cannot delay or postpone a
2: constitutionally required November election. I wasn't as bad as I thought it was. He just he just stumbles and is and ahs, And I guess sometimes so do I. But uh, you know, I'm not running for president. And uh and here's here's a here's a thought that I wonder if anybody's thinking about. Do the Democrats have a plan to cancel the presidential debates? Because can you imagine where, where Biden has to stand up there without a filter, without anybody to edit, for two hours or an hour and a half or two hours with President Trump across the stage from him? And answer questions, and he's going to babble on about stuff, and and Trump's going to do all. Trump's going to have to say is, "Did anybody understand what he just said?" What he's just going to make him look like a fool, and uh, and even the people that support him are going to go, "Oh my God, what did we do nominating this guy?" You know what? He's he's clearly got dementia or early signs of it, and uh, you know they're probably going to say, "Well, hey, you know what? Uh, people with early signs of dementia seem to have." times of the day where they're where they're less susceptible to to rambling and having their minds wander and all that stuff. Well we need to have the uh the debates at uh, 245 a.m uh because that's really when Joe's really the best. Or we need to have them at 10 in the morning uh where no one will see them uh because that's really when he's clear. You know, late in the evening, you know, we'll do it at nine o'clock on the East Coast so that people at uh in California can see it at six. Uh, that's really not good for Joe, but when it comes, when you're president, you've got to perform at all hours of the day and night and be ready when you're ready. I just don't think it's realistic. I think the Democrats are probably having a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh buyer's remorse on that, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. So Bernie, Bernie kind of dropped out of the, out of the, uh, out of the, the, the can he dropped it. <laughs> so Bernie kind of dropped out of the uh, primary race, uh, Wednesday, after the Tuesday primary in Wisconsin that Biden won, Bernie Sanders dropped out, uh, paving the way for Biden to be the official to be officially declared the party's nominee. The announcement was made to supporters via live stream.
1: I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth, and that is that we are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden. And the path toward victory is virtually impossible. So today, I am announcing the suspension of my campaign.
2: It's not Bernie's fault that Biden trounced him in Florida and Illinois and Arizona last month and beat him in, beat him in 19 primaries overall, while Bernie has only nine states, leaving him with 914 delegates, while Biden has more than 1,200. It's coronavirus's fault, which means it's Trump's fault, which means it's your fault because you support Trump.
1: As I see the crisis gripping the nation, exacerbated by a president unwilling or unable to provide any kind of credible leadership and the work that needs to be done to protect people in this most desperate hour, I cannot in good conscience continue to mount a campaign that cannot win.
2: Yeah, well, you're you're mounting a campaign that would be better, better uh, run in, in uh, Soviet Union or, or Venezuela or someplace where they have uh, socialism. But wait a minute. Bernie says he's not, he not only wants to stay on the ballot in the remaining primaries, but also use any delegates he acquires over the next three months as some kind of power play at the convention in August, the goal being to, being to force Biden to further Bernie's socialist agenda. So is Bernie really dropping out? I will stay on the ballot in all remaining states, and continue to gather delegates while vice
1: president biden will be the nominee we must continue working to assemble as many delegates as possible at the democratic convention where we will be able to exert significant influence over the party platform and other functions
2: yeah i think he's just saying he doesn't want to pay his uh his employees anymore so the campaign employees so i wonder. I wonder what happens to all that money that he got, that he collected. If he doesn't spend it all, somehow he's going to figure a way to pay it to himself. And uh, he's just trying to save that money because he doesn't know how to other ways to make money. President Trump was asked to comment in his briefing on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, he didn't really drop out. He didn't really What about his delegates? I mean, he he said he's going to keep his delegates and which is sort of interesting. He's going to keep his delegates and he'd like to get more now. Is he dropping out or not? That's not dropping out. When you keep your delegates and then you want more delegates before you get to the convention, that's a weird deal going on there.
2: Yeah, it's a weird deal because it's a weird party. And that's, you know, of all of all the people in this country uh, that call themselves Democrat, this is who we ended up with these two. And just for fun, Trump also added some new thoughts on Biden. Pay close attention to the end of this. What's and
0: i don't know why president obama hasn't supported joe biden a long time ago there's something he feels is wrong why isn't he'll come out i'm sure he's got to come out at some point because he certainly doesn't want to see me for four more years we're not uh, we we think a little bit differently you know what i'll tell you it, it does amaze me that president obama hasn't supported sleepy joe it just hasn't happened when's it going to happen When is it going to happen? Why isn't it? He knows something that you don't know that I think I know, but you don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, the obvious thing would be that Joe's got dementia. The obvious thing would be that Joe's Joe's not competent to stand toe to toe with, uh, with Trump on stage in a battle of wits. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be in a battle of wits unarmed. So that would be the obvious thing, but, Maybe there's something like uh, the Democrat Party is going to come in with somebody else, or maybe they're going to put somebody in as vice president and then have him step down because of his health. Maybe there's something that behind the scenes, because the the Democrats are always deliberate. They always have a plan. They are sneaky little monsters. So uh, anyway, we're going to we're going to talk more about that in the second half but i'm out of time for this half of the main event so stay tuned for five minutes traffic weather commercial and sports wait are there sports anymore there's no sports anyway we'll be right back Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate or finance on the radio. Well, I don't normally, but, uh, but you know, there's so much happening with the interest rates are, are finally, finally coming down. They're, 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 they're just drifting down. I tell every, all my clients, hey, when the interest rates go up, they go up really, really fast. Because the uh, the lenders in the uh, in Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac they they uh, they want to protect themselves. But when they come down, they drift down really slow. So if there's a really great day in the bond market and the bond prices go up, you don't see the you don't see the the total effect of those things till three, four, five days later because they want to make sure that is this is where the market's going or is this where it's gonna or is it just a blip in the screen and they don't want to make commitments. Long term, if this isn't where they're going to be. So, uh, so things have settled down and we're starting to see some, uh, some, uh, some of the normalization of the, in- of the interest rates. They're looking really good. If you're thinking about refinancing and, uh, and a lot of you have called me and I say, Hey, it's not the right time, but regardless of what you see, Let's wait a couple of weeks. Let's wait a couple of weeks. Let's wait a couple of months. So we're, we're, there's no rush on this, um, but now's the time to start looking in, looking into it. And there's no rush if it doesn't happen for a couple of weeks, because the the word on the street from all the financial gurus is that uh, we'll see them continue to drift down. Um, although we don't know what's going to happen with uh, with values with this coronavirus thing, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of question marks out there. But the rates are great right now. So if you're thinking about it, give me a call at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. Uh, and uh, and the, other, the other issue is if you're thinking about buying, as I said before, um, there's a whole bunch of people that aren't looking. So there's sellers out there that may be more inclined to take a lower offer. So you might get some uh, some some really tremendous opportunity out there if you're shopping. And you do virtual tours and don't, you know, when you you look at the pictures on, on, uh, on the, the, on the internet and you look at virtual tours, you know, it's not the same as being in the house, but you can, you can look at those things. Your realtor can help you. And then, then just make arrangements to go, to go see them in person. They're not supposed to be doing open houses. So you don't get to go uh, solo out there and, and, uh, go pop into open houses because they're not supposed to be having them, but shopping for shopping for a house shouldn't stop. If you're looking for a house, we're still closing them. And we're still, uh, doing, uh, priorities on purchase 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net, click on the summit funding logo and we'll do it on the, on the, uh, on the internet forums. Also, um, reverse mortgages as the rates come down, as the rates come down, the more, the more money you get as, so the reverse mortgages, the actuarial tables work based on how old you are, what the value of your house is and the interest rate based on how it's going to amortize. So as the rates go down, your money goes up. So if, if you looked at it before and you said, hey, I'm $10,000 short to do a reverse and I'd have to come in with that out of my pocket or I'm $50,000, um, I'm closing one this week that we started about a year, year and a half ago uh, talking about it and they were about $35,000 short. Today, they're doing, this, doing the same house with the same, bar, with the same borrower and they're walking away with about $47,000 in their pocket. So there's a big swing if you haven't checked it out uh, and, if you, and if you're if you one of those that says, hey, reverse mortgages, I don't really understand them. I'm not really sure. I think I don't know if it's a really good thing. Call and ask. Call and ask. This is a really tremendous tool. We have people that really don't even need, have any financial need doing them just because it gives you so much flexibility. So anyway, uh, 855-640-2020 or go to the... Go to the edhoffman.net, Click on the summit funding logo and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. So anyway, let's uh, we we're talking about uh, the election and Biden or uh, uh, Bernie Sanders dropping out. Biden being the uh, going to be the uh, she he would now be the presumptive nominee for the Democrat uh, nomination for the president of the United States. Lord help us. Uh, well, I'm, that's really a good thing for the Republicans, but Lord help us if for some reason, some, some fluke, they uh, pulled off some razzle dazzle and got him elected. Um, so let's, let's Republicans, let's not sit on our butts in, uh, in November. We have to make sure and, and keep talking about why Trump is doing such a good job because apparently there's uh two big, two big, uh, microphones called CNN and PMS NBC that are uh, trying to convince people otherwise. And if you and if you watch it, I don't know how these people, I don't know how these people that, you know, these people are real people. So, you know, uh, uh, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brze- Brzezinski, they have to be out in public. And how do they go out in public and after some of the stuff they say? Or uh, or uh, the horse-faced lesbian, uh, uh, Rachel Maddow, how do you go out in public after some of the, the idiocy that you say, and people just, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine because I'd, I would be, uh, have a hard time holding my, holding my, uh, my, my, uh, my manners. I'd be, hard, I have a hard time trying to keep my manners if I walk by them. And I've walked, I've walked by a lot of these people. We walked by, uh, Wolf Blitzer in Washington, DC, uh, in, uh, January 17, we were there for the, uh, inauguration and we walked by him going in and he is coming out of a hotel. We're going in and he, act, he acted like he wanted to, Hey, I said, Hey, Wolf Blitzer. And he goes, Hey, how are you? And I just kept walking. He stood there like he was I was waiting for me to want to come over and shake his hand take a selfie with him. I just kept walking. I just wanted to acknowledge that, Hey, I recognized him and my mouth couldn't shut up. I'm talking and I can't, I'm, I'm talking and I can't shut up, which is half my problem. Most of the time. So anyway, so I have the microphone and that's how I do. So anyway, let's talk about uh, stupid questions and fake controversies. Coronavirus is real. But the controversies in the media is that the media is creating around Trump's responses are fake. Naturally, one of their obsessions is connected to the $2 trillion stimulus. Specifically, that $350 billion in small business loans is a disaster because of some of the, gl- the glitches that happened on the first day. <laughs>
1: The Paycheck Protection Program has gotten off to a confusing start for small well, I don't businesses think so. I because think it's done Wells well. Fargo has stopped taking applications. Bank of America Not anymore prioritized haven't. taking applications from clients that were already Bank farmers. of America has so been the
0: leader taking tremendous numbers of applications. I wish you'd ask the question differently. Why don't you say it's gotten off to a tremendous start, but there are some little glitches, which by the way have been worked out. It would be so much nicer if you do that, but you're just what, incapable of asking a question sir, in a positive way.
1: Is the federal government? It's already
0: done. It's already to done. That there is it's taken the measures. Is. It's taken the measures. But it's such a positive event, and you ask it in such a negative way. It's it just. I wish. I wish we had a fair media in this country, and we really don't.
2: Yeah, I wish we had a fair media, and you no, know, and these uh, these reporters write down their stuff. You know what's uh you know what's funny is um we put um we put my show together and uh, well Brooke Brooke puts the we Brooke and I talk and we outline the stuff that we want to cover and then she puts it into an outline and then before right before I record we go through the whole thing and sometimes some of the stuff has changed between the time that she wrote it and the next morning so so we we question we question some the, some of the facts, and we double check and double check this and double check that. But apparently this reporter goes she she wrote it all down and, and hey, well, you know, we had some of these glitches, and Bank of America thought, "Hey, you know, did you check uh, did you check your facts, you know uh, three hours before you asked that question, because all this stuff has been fixed, so but it's just the medias they're looking for a sound bite, they're looking for some something quick that they can catch Trump's, you know, put him back him into a corner and wait for him to get stuck on something. And surprisingly, we haven't seen that yet. And that's the reason is because he he he's a businessman and he thinks logically and he understands what's going on and he's not worried about what the political thing he says, which this is part of what why pe- some people don't like him. I think this is why I love this guy because he just speaks his mind and I don't have to wonder where he's coming from. Because he he speaks he speaks from his heart. And, you know, common sense is common sense. And and in addition to what Trump already said, in fact, the Treasury is requesting another two hundred and fifty billion dollars for more business relief.
0: We can do a phase four and a phase four will be later. This will be an expansion of what we've already done because it's so successful. The three hundred and fifty billion will be expanded by hopefully 250. And if you look at the kind of loans, thousands, tens of thousands of loans to small businesses, it's a, it's a great thing to see. It's turned out to be more successful and more productive than anybody would have thought.
2: Well, I think it's, I think it's a great thing that they're, that the, the problem I have a problem I have with this whole program. And I know that Steve Mnuchin and Trump and all this stuff did it, but they had to do it fast and it wasn't as targeted as they wanted it to be. Cause the the democrats are trying to point out that he's in between people that need money and them getting the checks except for then they delayed it a week trying to add in extra pork like you know the kennedy center and the abortion abortion stuff and green new deal stuff and you know the the uh, endowment for the arts a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with coronavirus and my problem is is that you know there's there's so many people that are just finding a way to just get free money i think they should have lent the money, say, hey, we're going to loan this money to businesses so they can keep their people employed for a couple of months. We're going to look at what their payroll is and say hey, two and a half months of that is going to be this. And in exchange for this loan that you have to pay back, and let's say you pay it back over the next five years, so it's so it's a non-issue, and it doesn't even have to have interest as far as I'm concerned. Say, hey, we loan you 10000 bucks, you spread it out over 60 months. Ten thousand divided by sixty is ten thousand divided by sixty is one hundred and sixty six dollars a month, but at least we get the money back in exchange for ten thousand bucks you pay one hundred and sixty six a month for for five years or you can pay it all back, and you keep your employees employed so that they can they can support themselves that makes sense, but instead we 're giving it to people that that didn't have the money coming. In. Well, i got a business it's not doing good. Well, it wasn't doing good before you did this. It wasn't, it has nothing to do with coronavirus it has to do with you're not doing any business. The free market is a funny thing and it just levels the playing field for everybody. You know, it always works. Like I said, last week, the free market always works. It adjusts for the cost of the, for the cost going up and it adjusts for, for, uh, for, uh, the market for the, for the free market. You know what, if, if you try to sell your, if you try to sell your, uh, your, your Hyundai for $50,000 and then people got to go, Hmm, I could buy this Hyundai or I could buy a Cadillac Escalade for the same thing. I'm opting for the Escalade or, you know, Hey, uh, uh, you know, if I'm selling, I'm selling these, uh, these cases of water for $25. Well, you know what, I can go over here and get it for, uh, for $10. Uh, I'm just not going to buy that it's It's funny how the how the the free market always works. It always works, and you know the government doesn't have to get in get in the middle of this thing and try to try to make things work. One of Trump's biggest backers on this in the Senate is perhaps surprisingly Marco Rubio referring to one of the glitches extra requirements by Bank Bank of America Rubio, Rubio tweeted the requirement that small business not just have a business account but also have a credit card. A loan or a credit card is not in the law we wrote and passed or is it or in the regulations. This is a at bank of America requirement, not a good one. They should drop it. The money is a hundred percent guaranteed by the federal government. Well, you know what that means? It's a hundred percent guaranteed by those of us that pay taxes. So well, my, well, Marco Rubio is pointing out something and maybe, uh, maybe bank of America is, uh, is putting their own overlay on it. But I think it's, I think it probably is a good one because I would like to see before they spend my tax money that these companies actually had income to begin with. Rubio then said this on Wednesday. Anytime you design a program that applies to 90% of the companies in America and spend $345 billion and you have six days to do it, you're going to have glitches. You know what I'm thinking about maybe applying for one under wholesale capital because, uh, uh, you know, that corporation, uh, still a corporation but you know i i uh, wound it down and we became part of summit funding i'm joking i'm joking i'm not going to do that because i have a conscience so but this is this is what they opened up if you've got a business account you can apply for this whether or not you really had a business which i think is i think is atrocious of course there's still media creating controversies regarding the administration's medical response on the pandemic when the president first mentioned last month that some covid-19 patients were responding well to the drug hydroxychloroquine there were headlines accusing him of promoting false hope pseudoscience and quackery i guess that's probably better if just people die i actually uh posted i and i tweeted the other night when i switched over to uh to uh PMS NBC and heard uh heard some doctor saying this is irresponsible the food and drug administration has not done a blind study on this you know, you know what and I, and I tweeted, I said to the doctor, I forget the doctor's name, he's a young kid, uh, to him and Rachel Maddow, if your family member was dying from coronavirus, would you want to make sure the Food and Drug Administration finished their blind studies and certified this thing? Or would you want to just try to try this, this uh, drug that doesn't seem to have any uh, side effects and has been given to millions of people for, for 40 years? I don't know. If it's one of my loved ones, hey, give them the drugs. Let's try it, even if it's not proven. I know that breathing air is not proven either. So, uh, but now the, now the drug companies around the world are sending hydroxychloroquine to the United States, which the president said on April 4th has added 29 million doses to the national stockpile. The conspiracy theories are flying. The most widely embraced theory is that Trump is advocating for the drug because he owns stock in one of the companies that manufactures it. What else would they say? We can't give any, any relief to to taxes on corporations if Trump is going to get any benefit from it. Well, how many of you uh, Congress people and senators have have uh, corporations? Oh, not very many because most of you don't know how to do anything but just come in and melt the, melt the, the taxpayers for uh, money for doing nothing. It took four people to write a New York Times story that ex- excitedly reported on this Wednesday. As of last year, Mr. Trump reported that his three family trusts each had investments in a dodge and and Cox Mutual Fund, who has ever heard of those, whose largest holding was Sanofi. Sanofi is a French drug maker that produces the hydroxychloroquine label Plaquenil. However, the drug isn't patented and there are pharmaceutical giants around the world already ramping up production of the generic versions. So, uh, I don't know. Um, and according to the writer of the Financial Times, the president's stake in Sanofi is worth about 450 bucks. Mutual funds are... You invest in this investment, some companies managing it and they buy stocks in about, you know, four or 500 company different companies and they manage it. They buy and sell and you got somebody who's managing it and it's diversified so you don't have to worry about picking the right stocks and, and you know, the the volatility of what happens here, what happens there. So it's diversified. So he owns some money in a mutual, he has some investment in a mutual fund that has some stock in this company and... He's in there with, with a gazillion other people in in and 100 or 200 other co- companies invested in it. It's a non-issue. You know, investing through a mutual fund is not taking a strong, strong investment in one company. Uh, that, uh, but Mr. President, what about the side effects?
1: With millions of pills of hydroxychloroquine donated, is there a plan or system in place to track Good. the the potential
0: yeah. side effects. Well, you saw sure the, the representative serious
1: harm. So is look, there a plan? Look, to there Side effects.
0: Of the, the side effects
2: are mm-hmm. the least of it. You have people dying all over the place. Yeah. The side effects are uh, side effects of not taking it. And if you haven't heard Mark Siegel on, on Fox, who's a, do, who's a doctor on there all the time, he said his 96 year old uh, father was in really, in a real bad way, shortness of breath, hard to breathe. They took it for him and 12 hours later, he was better. I heard another doctor on saying, hey, you know what, they don't give it, don't give it to to people that, that test positive, but don't have symptoms because the people that he's, he's prescribing it for people that have symptoms and typically eight to 12 hours, there's a, there's a, a dramatic turnaround. So I don't know if I test positive for it, or if one of my, one of my family members test positive for it and they start to have, you can, you can, you can get, I'll guarantee you, I'm going to get the doctor to prescribe that. And I apparently just take it with a Z-Pack and uh, uh, Zithromycin and Zinc. But I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving advice. But I'm just telling you, what I hear is good enough for me. I don't need FDA approval. Then there's the media's obsession over which medical experts the president is supposedly feuding with. We're on week three of them uh, ginning up uh, imaginary disagreements between him and Dr. Tony Fauci. This week, it's all about whether there should be a national lockdown. CNN was all over all over one Dr. Fauci remark when he criticized the governors who haven't given at-home orders, which made it look like he disagreed with the president. So in Tuesday's press briefing, Trump welcomed Dr. Fauci to clear it up, much to the surprise of the reporter who asked about it. Dr. Fauci, who, of course, is on your your task force, has said that uh, it would the states that don't have stay-at-home orders are putting themselves... At risk in the country. Well,
0: if, if Dr. Fauci said that, I would be inclined to call them up. I would rather have the governors do it, make their own determination. Uh, they're smaller, and not in all cases, but sort of their smaller cases. But I'm not sure 100% that Dr. Fauci said that. But no. you can ask him, Tony. So I
1: had I had good
0: conversations with the governor of Nebraska uh, and the governor of Iowa here, and it's it's interesting that functionally, even though they have not given a strict Stay at home, what they are doing is really functionally equivalent to that. And, and we had a really good conversation with, with both of the governors. And, and it, you know, when I had mentioned that, uh, I think there was a public response that they weren't really doing anything at all. And they really are doing a very good job. And I want to make sure people understand that just because they don't have a very strict stay at home order, they have in place a lot of things that are totally compatible with what everyone else is doing.
2: Now they've been unsuccessful in in portraying the feud between him and Dr. Fauci. It's all about whether Trump is out of line, criticizing the world world health organization. One reporter was aghast that he's talking about freezing $122 million. The United States gives to the organization.
0: We will look at ending funding. Yeah. Because you know what? They called it wrong. And if you look back over the years, even they're very much. Uh, everything seems to be very biased toward China.
2: To which the WHO director, known in the media as Dr. Tidros, because of his hard-to-pronounce name, issued this mafia-like threat.
1: If you don't want many more body bags, then you refrain from politicizing it. My short message is, please quarantine politicizing covid
2: So let's talk about the World Health Organization, what they've done uh, during this crisis. What's so bad about the WHO? Well, from the very beginning, it brought China's lies about coronavirus. From the very beginning, it bought China's lies about coronavirus. When Taiwan warned on December 31st that the virus was contagious, the WHO tweeted the Chinese claim that there was no clear evidence to -to human-to-human transmission. This was as China was punishing doctors and destroying virus samples to cover up the evidence of the contrary. When Trump ordered the xenophobic, the xenophobic China flight ban on january third, Tedros tweeted, The greatest enemy we face is not the virus itself. It's the stigma that turns us against each other. Yeah, really? Tedros has not criticized China's hoarding of medical supplies, which is the reason we don't have that we don't have enough protective gear, including face masks, the W the WHO tells us we don't need. The organization didn't declare the virus pandemic until just three weeks, three weeks ago. Well, actually, four weeks ago on March 11th. And last week, it contradicted the CDC by tweeting 12 times that people did not need to wear face masks. So that's where uh, that's why Trump is saying things like this.
0: Well I think when you say more body bags, I think we would have done uh, and he would have been much better serving the people that he's supposed to serve. If they gave a correct analysis, I mean, everything was, I said, China centric. Everything was going to be fine. No human to human. Uh, Keep the borders open. He wanted me to keep the borders open. I closed the borders despite him. And that was a hard decision to make at the time. We were all together. We made a decision against the World Health Organization. So when he says
2: politicizing, he's politicizing. You know, the common sense that this makes to me as a business owner is if you have an employee that just doesn't get anything done, doesn't protect you from losing money, any of that stuff. At some point you go, why am I paying this person a hundred grand a year to cost me money? At some point you just, you just come out of the ether and you, and you make a decision. Hey, stop doing that. How about we close with something cheerful, some cheerful commentary about restarting the economy? Zeke Emanuel, the brother of Rahm Emanuel, currently advising Biden, remember the guy that says you never let a good crisis go to waste, says this is, uh, this is our new normal for the next, wait for it, 18 months. Realistically, COVID-19 will be here for the next 18
1: months or more. We will not be able to return to normalcy until we find a vaccine or effective medications. I know that's dreadful news to hear. If we prematurely end that physical distancing and the other measures keeping it at bay, deaths could skyrocket into the hundreds of thousands, if not a million. We cannot return to normal until there's a vaccine.
2: Well, while I believe that some things may never go back to normal, I predict... If we're not back to work in sometime in May, by June, we will be, and things will go back to normal and everything operating as we should, and uh, this thing will not last forever, and you won't keep America down. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this uh, episode of the main event, folks. Have a great Easter weekend, and uh, be uh, be good to each other, tolerate, and uh, I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions
1: expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated at HOP and NMLS IDO. 921 California DRE ID number 1012658 Arizona NLO license number 0926439 branch NMLS ID number 1841782 Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199 Arizona license number 0925837 people housing opportunity.
2: Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
1: AM
0: 590, the answer.